Welcome to episode three of the student section. Before we get into today's topics, cue the intro music. On today's episode, we'll be we'll be discussing the NFL playoffs and our personal picks, what's been going on through the first three or so weeks of the uh, NBA season, and a little recap of bowl season in college football and a national championship preview. Uh, Mark, you want to get us started with the playoff picks? Yeah, so uh, this coming weekend, we got six uh, wildcard weekend games for the first time in NFL history. We're all uh, really looking forward to it. Um, let's start off with the Colts at the Bills. Um, at the time of this recording, the Bills are favored by six. Nick, uh, what are you looking forward to in this game most? Uh, I'm just looking forward to Josh Allen playing football. The Josh Allen and Diggs connection, they're scorching hot at the perfect time that you want to be as an NFL team, right? Going into the playoffs, they've racked up like 30-point wins in the past two games. And if it wasn't for the Hale-Murray, they'd be on a 10-game win streak, all winning these games by like double digits. So I don't want to be playing the Bills right now if I were any team other than the Chiefs. Um. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, this Colts team's got that good defense. Um, this is probably what, probably the best defense that the Bills have played this year. Um, yeah, because they're probably better than we were at the time we played them defensively. I think this is actually the worst matchup for the Bills. Um, I saw today that the Bills are apparently the worst run defense um, left in the playoffs. And, of course, that's what the Colts' whole offense is, is running the ball. Um, and, if, and then they've got the good defense. I, I actually think it's going to be a really fun game. I, I, it's, my, it's the game I'm most excited for, to be honest, other than the Steelers. I'm not really excited for the Steelers game, but this is probably the game I'm most excited for. Yeah, it's the first time the Bills have hosted a playoff game in like 25 years. So it's unfortunate like Bills Mafia isn't going to be in full effect. Um, I think the governor is allowing a few fans, but the capacity is still much lower than it would normally be. Uh, like Nick said, I'm super excited to watch Josh Allen. He's really had a, a really good season. Um, they've taken care of business against bad teams when, uh, like they beat the Dolphins by 30 last week with some of their backups. The Chiefs are like squeaking by the Falcons and teams like that. So I would have more confidence in the Bills right now. Um, so what were your guys' picks against the spread? Uh, I I picked Buffalo. Uh, I picked Indianapolis to cover, plus six. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think Buffalo is probably still win. Um, I I just don't think that I really like Buffalo. I think they're the best team in the league. I think that, um, but I don't think that they're gonna blow out the Colts. But who knows? Personally, it's, personally, it's I don't think Buffalo is gonna win this game if they don't cover this. Because like with the way they're going right now. I just expect them to win by at least a touchdown if they're going to pull out of this with a victory. Yeah, I, I see. I see the Bills covering, but I probably see it within that ten point to like seven point range. I think it's going to yeah, be like a competitive game, but in the end, I, I see the Bills pulling out. Um, um, next game is uh, L.A. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are favored by three. Nick, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Personally, the only thing holding me back from picking the Rams in this game, to the Rams to cover at three and a half, is Goff's injury. Because I have full confidence in the Rams defense. The first time they played him, they absolutely destroyed Russell Wilson. The second time, it was a different story. But going into the playoffs, having to face Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and all the other studs they have on defense, I would be confident in the Rams, but golf playing how he has as of late, plus with a thumb injury, and I'm pretty sure he's throwing hand. I can't go against Seattle, and Seattle's defense has slowly been improving. Yeah, I mean, according to the injury report, he's out, so it's going to be Wolford this week. Yeah, he he said there's like no way he doesn't play. Yeah, uh, I think there's a chance he plays. He was throwing. You think playing? I, I really don't. I really don't understand why he wouldn't be playing. He was throwing in practice. Like if you can throw in practice. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to play? It's, it's, I don't think he's uh, like the toughest guy out, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, we'll see yeah, though. We'll see. But it's like a thumb injury. 
Uh, I feel like it would be really hard to throw if your uh, throwing hand thumb was broken. Yeah, but if he, if I, he wasn't throwing in practice, then sure. But if he's throwing in practice, why can't he yeah, throw that, in the game? That's weird. Uh, I'd just like to add, according yeah. to Rappaport, as of an hour ago, so we're recording this on a Friday night, so as of an hour ago, um, uh, John Wolford took the majority of the snaps this week, and they're preparing as if he's going to start. That makes but, sense. Like Ryan said, Goff has thrown well in practice with his thumb. And McVay has yet to make a decision. Goff wants to play himself personally, but McVay has yet to make a statement. I think it's just going to be one of those things where the Rams are just playing games with the Seahawks. And I, I, I don't think I'd rather lose with my starting quarterback out there than with an injured starting quarterback than have to trust a backup to go against Russell Wilson. Especially like um, it's not like a knee injury where like if you if you rush him back, he, you could risk him like re-injuring it and making it worse and like it being like a career altering injury. Yeah, it'd be really tough. What it was, it was a broken thumb. Is that what yeah, it was? Broken it was right yeah, broken right. So there's no ligament, like right? There's no ligament damage. Then like you really think like he's not gonna go out there and like risk his safety too much where like it would impact the franchise. I, I don't I don't really get it. Uh I think the although they have a pretty uh poor defense this season, which is uncharacteristic of the Seahawks, I think they'll they'll win this weekend. I I I'm I wouldn't be keen on betting against Russell Wilson in Seattle. He uh, he's won uh, the last seven games that he's been favored in. Um, so that's a pretty good sign for people that like the Seahawks this week. Um, I don't know what the Ram- what what do you think? All right, paint the picture. What would the Rams do to win this game with, let's say, Wolford starting? Um, they're gonna have to force a lot of turnovers. The duo of Ramsey and Johnson is their cornerback, too, if I'm not mistaken. And they also have a lot of depth at corner, and those two are going to have to – Aaron Donald's going to have to be Aaron Donald, and those two are going to have to get a lot of interceptions. I don't think so. You think a lot of interceptions? Not a lot of interceptions. That, that was a bit you of – You might not even need one. I mean, you probably need one to win, but, like, you might not need one. Yeah, but if you're – if it's one thing for your defense to get stops, but if you're playing with a backup quarterback, you're going to want to put your defense, you're going to want to put your offense in the best starting field position possible. So like interceptions in Seahawks territory. So like you don't have to get that many yards to get a field goal, like maybe like a bunch of return yards. I, I don't see the, how they can win this game. Maybe even with golf without, forcing turnovers I mean, they just gotta make i think they just gotta get pressure to russ i mean russ has struggled when he's gotten pressure to him and they've got one of the worst offensive lines in the league um you know donald if donald gets the quarterback leonard floyd gets to the quarterback i think they'll be in good shape if Wolford yeah, just doesn't that, throw the ball if you keep getting team. pressure if you keep getting pressure they're gonna russ is gonna make mistaken hopefully for the Rams throwing interception so well that's that's the thing about this seahawks team it's the same thing with the rams but let you know less so without golf. Um, the Seahawks are so inconsistent on both sides of the ball. It's like both sides of the ball, you, you don't know whether you're going to get like early season Seahawks defense or like now Seahawks defense. You don't know if you're going to get like MVP caliber Russ or you don't know if you're going to get like game against the Rams for like the first game against the Rams Russ. It's just like you don't know what you're going to get. And it's the same thing with the Rams when uh, golf is healthy. Who knows? I, I I personally see the Seahawks winning. I I saw something today that said that Russ is ten and zero in wild card games, uh, or maybe just first round games, whatever his first game is. Um, I just I, I don't know. I think he'll win. I think they'll cover. I think well. if the Rams were to win, it would look like um, maybe that game when the Giants beat them in Dece- early December. Like they had Cole McCoy, they were able to fo- force multiple uh, turnovers, multiple turnovers on downs um they made Russ like very uncomfortable throughout the game and they were able to like control the ball um by running it and I think uh if like is Akers Akers will play probably and yeah I think he's prepared yeah. to play if their yeah, court if their quarterback is if Goff isn't healthy I think they'll likely rely heavily on the run game yeah and uh I just want to correct myself earlier. I said Johnson was the corner. Johnson's their safety. I want to give respect to Darius Williams because statistically the Rams 
are, I'm pretty sure as of at a certain point, like that was like late in the season, the Rams were statistically the best team against wide receiver twos. And he's the reason why, and going against Seahawks, you got Metcalf and Lockett and with Ramsey and Williams going against those two, I think it's anyone's game. Yeah. Ramsey absolutely locked up Metcalf uh, the last time they played. Yeah. As he's so, doing all year with wide receiver ones. Yeah. He just locks up everyone. Um, That'll be fun to watch if if they can get some targets at him, see what happens there. So I like the Seahawks minus three and a half. I know that half point is a little bit of a stretch, but I like them uh, at home, especially if it's Wolford. How about you guys? Yeah, everything we've talked about, I'm taking the Seahawks minus three and a half. Uh, so am I. I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna win. Russ is good. Let Russ cook. <laughs> So on Saturday night, uh, Tampa Bay will be traveling to the nation's capital to face the football team. Nick, is is Tampa is it is it going to be easy for them or is it going to be a struggle? What are your thoughts? Um, personally, I do not want to bet against Tom Brady in a wild card game of all things against a team that, despite winning their division, is seven and nine. I know the football team has looked better as of late. I mean, their last game actually against the Eagles was – I don't know what that was. That made me worried for them going into the playoffs. But, yeah, I'm not betting against Brady in the playoffs in any game in the wild card round against – especially in an experienced defense like Washington. I wouldn't be surprised if this game wasn't close from the jump. Um, I just – I agree. I think that – I think that the Bucks are going to – I think they've been really good as of, you know, recently – um, and I think that I see them I, – I honestly could see them winning this game by three or more touchdowns. Um, I just think that the offense in Washington is not is, – is so bad. It's so confusing. You know, they're uh, – the quarterback situation, they've had like, what, four quarterbacks this year. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think four. that that – I think that team is a bit of a train wreck offensively. Really good defense. Also, I think that the – comments that chase young had are just going to pump up Brady. You know, I think he's uh, like that, like kind of like Jordan esque where like he'll take things personally. Um, I, I think he'll take that personally. I was initially thinking that I would take Washington to be sort of a contrarian. A lot of people are saying the same sort of things uh, as you guys, like how could Washington possibly compete with Tampa, but, I think Tampa will win, not so handily, but I think it'll it will be a two score game, and that's all you need for the cover. So, I just, think, yeah, sorry. go ahead. Just an interesting. I just checked uh, if my math is correct. Since halftime of the Falcons game, the first <clears throat> a few weeks ago, <clears throat> for the Bucks, um, the Bucks have outscored their opponents one twenty two to I think forty four. Yeah, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because the past three weeks, everyone, everyone's been talking about like past four weeks, really. Everyone's talking about how Brady's like turned it up a notch. They were struggling towards the middle of the season, losing like three of four at one point. But if I'm looking at their schedule right now and their past games uh, going starting in week 17 was Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta, Minnesota, and then Kansas City. Kansas City, they lost to, but brought it close in the second half. But if you look at those last four games, those are against god-awful defenses. Like, the Minnesota defense is the worst you've ever seen. I don't seen. want to talk about it. Yeah, it's the worst you've seen a Mike Zimmer defense in, what, how many years? Yeah, but we, it was a lot because, like, Barr, um, Hunter, yeah, Michael still, Pierce. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not blaming like, Yeah, it's understandable why they yeah. sucked, but I agree with you. Keep yeah, continue. that that's – it's a beat-up Minnesota defense. We all know Atlanta's defense is – been pretty bad how long ago did they fire their coach wasn't that like three months ago i think it was yeah i don't know yeah. and then Atlanta? the detroit the yeah De quinn's detroit, been out of there for a minute yeah. detroit's defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator was the assistant to the owner for research and analysis so they were going against a team with their whole coaching staff being on covid protocols so i do think brady's recent dominance has been a little overstated but i still think he wins this but game that, that lions game could be like that Lions game could have been what? What did it end up being? What? 40, they scored forty-seven, but they could have scored ninety. They could have scored probably a hundred. How many of those points did they score in the first half? Like, um, I think they dropped a forty burger. Tom Brady was well on pace to break the all-time passing. And 
I, I remember like um I think it was Big Cat. It didn't get the over. The over was like fifty four or fifty five, and it like didn't hit because yeah, like scored nobody scored and they took thirty four in the first half. Yeah, okay, thirty four. Didn't score in the fourth quarter. One thing though, Tom Brady or not or Tampa has has not covered against the spread in primetime this season. It seems like they've had some struggles when it's nighttime. They played that close game against the Giants. They lost to the Rams. Is is this a problem for old man Tom? <laughs> you bring up a good point. Uh in a non bedtime related point, we also don't know how healthy Mike Evans is gonna be uh coming into this game and we he's know playing. he's a He's had a leg injury for a yeah, couple it was a weeks. Yeah, knee injury, and that's that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady loves him as a deep ball red zone target. So if he's not fully healthy, that gives Washington a little bit less to focus on to handle Godwin, Brown, Gronk, I guess. So yeah, yeah, but AB has been really good. Yeah. Especially Why does Tom Brady love AB so much? It's I don't kind of know. He was, he was purposely feeding him to get him it's to like, like top, his incentive like top, this week. Top five receiver of all time. Look, I just want another Tom Brady post-game video for 10 seconds on Instagram. That's all I want. (laughs) Those are the best things. Those are the best. (laughs) All right, so I think we all are in agreement that Tom Brady is going to cover this weekend, right? Yep. Eight and a half. He's let's think thirty-five twenty. Tampa. Something Uh, like that. I would think something like that. I would think like they might not score twenty. That would. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like thirty-five-seven. All right, we, we will eat crow if uh, they lose. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving to Sunday, we got Ravens-Titans. Titans are underdogs at home, and that is by three and a half points. What are you thinking, Ryan, about Lamar? Can he win a playoff game? Oh, I <laughs> I do not like Lamar by any means. He's my he's my least favorite player in the league. Um, he's like the Giannis of of the NFL for me. I I just I can't stand him. Nor can I stand Giannis. Um, but uh, the, you know, a lot of people were talking about how hot this team is. But you know, Nick just talked about the schedule of the Bucks. I mean, the schedule of this Ravens team since they've been hot in quotes. Is like, I, I would I I would bet that all of them are picking in the top ten, other than the Browns. And the Browns game was a very good game. Uh, that was a good Brown, win. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, eh, eh. The they put up points. They couldn't. They couldn't stop Baker, but they they yeah, put up some points. That's a problem. If you can't stop Baker, I mean, it's not exactly. A good <laughs> I mean, that's a very well. The Titans couldn't stop Baker either, though. Yeah, I know. The this is the thing. I like. I saw this was the highest over. Yeah. I'm not surprised because well, two high-powered offenses. Yeah, uh, since you brought up the Ravens' past couple games, they went against a Dallas team with the Top worst ten. rushing defense Top I've ever pick. seen in my life. Uh, the Cleveland game, after Lamar did his little business, they played really <laughs> well. Then it was Jacksonville, a beat-up Giants team, pick. and Cincinnati. However... They've been absolutely destroying people on the ground as of late, and we just saw the te- the Titans struggle with the Texans team that no one knows what they've been doing all season. No one, I mean, no one. Knows. Yeah, the Texans have been all over the place all season, and they had a chance to like solidify themselves as a strong playoff team, and the Titans just chose to let the Texans walk all over them. Aside from a luck hail mary to AJ Brown. Uh, to put them in field goal range and a doink from there. How's that lucky? Dude, uh, what kind of cover? Like, how does that happen? Your one goal is to not let them go deep. Yeah, it's just poor and play. Poor let AJ. Poor okay, the defense. field goal was very fortunate, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Post. Incredibly. Yeah. That, was so, yeah. that, was, that was so lucky. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they were a doink away from having to go against the Bills. So, yeah, I think with how the Ravens have been running the ball lately and how – bad the Tennessee running defenses um I feel confident in the Ravens continuing their dominance um I, I think yeah you can go Mark no, you know, all right, all right. um yeah personally I like the Titans uh this week the Titans they have they have some fans in the building I just with Lamar I gotta see it like 
maybe maybe he'll play great this weekend, but I got to see it in the playoffs. A couple years ago, they in his rookie year, they played the Chargers, didn't play well. Last year, they played the Titans, and they got blown out um, by a six seed, and they were the one seed. So that was certainly not a good look. Um, but, you know, this is a new year. The Titans, they're worse on defense. Um, but they do have a 2,000-yard rusher. And I like, I like when they give the ball to Henry. They're good at getting leads early, even though they blew it against the Chiefs last year. I think the Ravens are winnable, and a winnable game for sure. And especially since they're underdogs, I honestly love the Titans. I do, I do too. I really like that pick. Um, I mean, we saw it earlier in the year. Derrick Henry ran all over that Ravens team. Um, you know, I, I, I also have the Titans winning at home and, of course, covering because they win. So, uh, yeah, I just think – I also think Tannehill is pretty good. Um, he's – yeah, I don't know. He's got nothing else to say about yeah, Tannehill. Yeah, that's fine. pretty good. Next up at 440 on Sunday, it's a Bears Saints. Make sure to watch this on Nickelodeon. Um, <laughs> the Saints are favored by 10. Um, last year, the Saints – I remember fondly were favored by eight and a half against my Vikings and they lost. So can they get rid of that playoff kind of misery that they've been experiencing the last three seasons, to be honest, Ryan? Um, I, I, I like Trubisky. I think I like, I think I like him more than the average football fan. You're a Trubisky truther. I am a Trubisky truther. I think that he's pretty good. I, 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 I used to think they need a quarterback. I think he's fine. I don't think they need a quarterback. I think they've got other problems like Allen Robinson maybe leaving. But uh, anyways, uh, I, I think that there's a potential. There's potential. I, I think I've got the Saints winning, um, but the Bears covering. But I, I could definitely see the Bears pulling off an upset with how, you know, the Saints' prior performance in the playoffs. But um. Yeah, I, I I just don't see the Saints team going very far though, just because of their past postseason like success that they've had under Sean Payton or lack thereof. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Um, and um, I think there's a, maybe a possibility that they ride uh, they like um, ride behind uh, Drew Brees. Maybe this might be his last year. Um. I think that's the only way they really make any moves in the postseason. Yeah, uh, I was honestly really surprised that the Saints opened up as 10-point favorites because that's the highest we have, I'm pretty sure, this first round for the Super Wild Card weekend. And I don't think the Saints have been playing particularly well these past few weeks. And for the Bears, it's the same story. They've been playing, like, what, Jacksonville, like, the past few weeks and putting up numbers. So I think that was a little bit overstated. But still, the Saints are very injured. Um, we still don't know what Breeze is capable of with his injury. He, the last game he played, the last couple games he played, he's been very, like, scared to get hit. So he kind of bails out of his reads really early. Uh, and also, some um, Kamara, we don't know. He's just going to come into this game without having to practice much because he uh, – COVID. Yeah, he, uh, he tested positive, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but the NFL like he wouldn't have been ready Saturday, but they scheduled it on Sunday. Some people were like, Yeah, so he's gonna be coming in this game with no practice. And even though how dominant he's been, um I I don't know. Uh I I think the Bear I agree with Ryan. I think the Bears cover. I think this game is gonna be fairly close and gonna be a scary one for Saints fans. They're gonna get flashbacks for however many years this has been now. But I still think Drew Brees and Sean Payton come out on top of Nagy and Trubisky. Yeah, in terms of the betting, double digit favorites uh, are seven and one against the spread in the playoffs in the last ten seasons. Um they are ten point favorites, which reaches the the barrier for that barely. So I'm, I wouldn't want to, I mean, I'm not a betting man, but I would not put money on the bears going away to the saints. I just, I think that would be ill-advised. I think I don't want to, when I'm down by 17, I don't want Trubisky at quarterback. (laughs) I don't know. That wouldn't give me a lot of confidence and I'm sure bears fans feel a little similarly. I, I just think it's it's kind of crazy what Nick just said. Like, 
you know, like if if you were to just go by the names alone, the fact that we're even debating, you know, Nick just said he thinks that Peyton and Breeze beat Nagy and Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, the fact exactly. that that sentence is even discussed, like I mean, I one of the best it, coaches we've yeah. seen in the 2000s um, in Peyton, and then maybe the best quarterback ever depends on, you know, I don't think so, but maybe in Drew Breeze. I mean, top 10. Top five. Yeah. That statistics, he's like top three. Yeah, he's always like breaking his own record. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and then versus Matt Nagy, who's always on the coaching hot seat all year, was like fire Nagy, fire Nagy, and then Trubisky, who's like known as like the guy that was drafted in front of Watson and Mahomes. It's just crazy to think about the fact that this is even a debate. But I mean, I don't think it's a debate. It's a win. I don't think a lot of people are like, "Yo, the Bears." I've are seen, win. yeah, I've seen some people though say that they think the Bears are gonna win. I kind of like the Bears. The Bears are fun. David Montgomery's fun to watch. And they still have that ridiculously good defense. So I I think this game is going to be close, but I don't want to bet against Drew Brees against Mitch Trubisky. So you think it's going to be close, but more than 10, I guess? No, I have the Bears. Oh, you have the Bears, right. Okay. Yeah. All right, last one, Sunday night football for the playoffs, which is always fun. We got Cleveland Browns at Steelers. We all know the Browns have been dealing with a lot of COVID problems. Um, their coach won't eat, their head coach, uh, former Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski won't be able to attend, which will probably be weird for the players, but I don't know how much of a difference it will really make. It sounds like they've had a good plan to deal with it um, since the start of the season. Um, the Browns are our six point underdogs going to Pittsburgh. Nick, um, how do you see this game playing out? If Stefanski was there, I would pick the Browns to cover. He had the so. option. He had the option to be there. They, Heinz Field gave him a place to go, and he said no. Really? Is he going to be like phone calling in or something? He's not. No, he's not doing it. I think. He'll, I think they're just Alex, having their special Alex teams Van guy. Pelt. No, yeah, that's Alex Van Pelt, who like has worked with like the Packers before. Uh, well then, yeah. Um, as much as I, I mean. Steelers offense has been really shaky as of late, except for that second half of the Colts game. Brown's secondary is pretty bad and pretty beat up. I don't see the Steelers having much of a problem here. I feel bad for the city of Cleveland, and it kind of sucks that this Steelers get a Mickey Mouse wild card game. But um, facts. Uh, I don't think I don't if I don't see this um, Browns being able to really contend in this one with their unfortunate situation enjoy uh caleb farley nick um with your 10th pick in the draft with an incredibly disappointing season under one of the most overrated coaches in the last 10 years um only good thing about your organization is that the owner slash gm jerry jones who has done everything well for that organization it's actually um, owner gm president and ceo if you're gonna yeah, play your well, praise him at least get his title correct Whatever it is, he's good at it. Um, <laughs> just some, like, big names that are out is, like, um, of this game. Obviously, Stefanski, um, Joel, Joel Bantonio or Petonio. Who's Joel. Is it, Joel, no, whatever Joel. it is. <laughs> whatever it's – sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. It's because um, you're a boy Joel Embiid. That's probably, why. yeah. All right, whatever. Petonio, he's out. He's, what, a Pro Bowl left guard, probably all pro level. Um, and then today – their only practice of the week, Jack Conklin was out. It was their all-pro tackle. Um, it, not even with COVID, with an illness that is not COVID. And then they also have um, their safety, Ronnie Harrison Jr. out. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of COVID going on there, a lot of other random illnesses going there. Um, they got some other viruses or something? Yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what Jack Conklin has. He's got illness. He was out today with illness, and it wasn't COVID. That's kind of sus. Um, but yeah, uh, this is the hardest game for me because I, I, I got the Steelers winning and covering, but I don't have no idea. I could see us killing them, but I could also see us losing. I don't think there's going to be us winning in a close game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Pittsburgh has a reputation of, um, playing down with their competition. So I could see it being a little close. I, I, I usually have terrible advice when giving picks. We've talked about that before on the podcast, but um, I would highly recommend betting the under on this game. 
Um, personally, I would take the Steelers. They they're healthy. They're they've been playing pretty well recently. You know, that last week they uh their uh, their second team put up a fight against the Browns. So I wouldn't be too worried about playing the Browns. Um, they beat the Colts, who are a good team. That Bengals loss, which I happened to call, that was a little surprising. But uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend and. I'll take in the Steelers. I guess we're Pittsburgh across the board, which probably means they won't cover. So probably. those are our picks. Um, we'll be back in a moment. Los Polos Hermanos is the premier place to eat fried chicken in Southwestern America. Featuring the best cooks in the world, Los Polos Hermanos promises a product that is 100% pure. The owner, Gustavo Fring, reached out to us, a really good guy by the way, and told us to mention their newest motto, our chicken is so good that it will blow your mind. Be sure to visit your nearest Los Polos Hermanos in any location across the country as soon as you can. Their chicken is the very best that's out there. Next up, we're gonna discuss some NBA thoughts we have from the first few weeks. Ryan, um, kick us off. Just wanted to give a shout out to um, the Sixers for being seven and two, and Seth Curry for getting COVID. Thanks, um, but uh, you know I think um, we've had a pretty easy schedule. This should be what our record is. I was hoping we'd be undefeated going into the Nets game, um, so I think it was actually disappointing to even have a loss going into it, just because of the teams we were playing. Um, obviously, the Nets game was a tough loss, but. What can you do? You know, they, you, know you got like Timothy Luau Cabarro, who's going to be like probably at the end of the year, uh, a candidate for some Roly award, um, which is an award. We'll get to that. We'll yeah, get to we'll, it. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's plans for the future. Y'all don't want nobody. Y'all not ready for that conversation. But um, and then like Torian Prince going off, like, what can you do? You know, meanwhile, Mark Joe Jones Harris looking Martin. like Ray Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just can't do anything. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. Um. So, a lot of people have asked me, like, Nick, why is your sleep schedule so bad? And they're like, they think I just, like, stay up at night messing around and all that stuff. It's actually because I stay up for all of the West Coast games to watch PJ Dozier. <laughs> <laughs> you messed me up, Ryan. Yeah, uh. Ryan and I were this wondering why PJ Dozier gets major minutes on the Nuggets. Just like one night he'll just not play, and the next night he's like in crunch time minutes, thinking that he's going to be the one to bring the Nuggets back. Yeah, I just last night. So I noticed this last night, and like I said this last year during the playoffs, but um, like it's like Mike Malone has a combination, or like not combination, one guy every year that he plays too much that is like his wing wing defender in quotes. That's just like a long guy, a a, a pretty athletic guy with long arms um, who can like play pretty good defense that he brings in at the end of games to like guard the superstar on the other team. Like it'd be different if it was, if you know, you had like Tony Allen or someone like that, or like Marcus smart in the beginning of his career where he wasn't as good offensively, but he was like still very good defensively. Like instead they've got guys like like it was always Tory Craig he fi- he walked or he he they resigned him he went to the Bucks and is doing nothing there I don't think he's played at all I I checked but hasn't played much I know that and then now they replaced him with PJ Dozier who I checked last night had played 44 career games <clears throat> going into this season and last and so far this season he's played all eight games with. <laughs> And he's doing like and yesterday he had this terrible turnover at the end of the game that like, you're like, why is he even out there? And then I, I really just didn't get it. They, they, when he came in, they cut to, they cut to him, like Mike Malone talking to him and Mike Malone, like, like it was like a very like, um, like converse, like good conversation where there was like, seemed to be a lot of emotion, like heart to heart before he got in the game. Yes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and and then he did nothing in the whole game was Garden Luca. Like, I just don't get what he's doing. But you know, whatever. It's one I mean, game. They have the second worst defensive rating in the whole league. So I know. Their defense is Yikes. terrible. 
It's really, really bad. Mark, what do you think about uh, your your newfound fandom of the Nets? He's an OG. Yeah, so it's not like newfound fandom. Obviously, last year, like, they didn't have, like, the two players they signed in the summer of 2019. But since um, D'Lo has been – or had been in Brooklyn, I've been, like, a Nets supporter. And this year kind of, like, reinvigorated my fandom. Um, so far, it's been mixed. I'm – I'm not loving what's coming out of Kanye Irving. He's been – like last night, they're playing the Sixers, right? And he, Steve Nash doesn't know where he is. Like, what is what is that? Like, what's going on there? That's really concerning in my opinion. KD, like, he might have COVID the second time. Like, he got it in, like, March. I guess he's, like, one of those guys that gets, like – no, I don't. I, I actually don't know if he has it, but he got quarantined. So, he hasn't been able to even practice or play or anything. And uh, just tonight, they lost to Memphis. Memphis has one of the worst records in the league. So that was disappointing. But, you know, five and five, mixed bag, in my opinion. Nick, what about your Celtics? Um, they started off really well with that game against the Bucks. That It was close, but they had some significant leads at uh, different points in that game. Then played god-awful on Christmas, and I was like – yeah, Tatum and Brown are good, but the rest of the team is some hot garbage until Kemba comes back. And uh, I think it's safe to say at this point that the two Jays, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, have certified themselves as, in their young age even, a championship-caliber duo with the right pieces around them. But I don't think Kemba Walker's enough coming back. Um And I don't think a rotation of Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice, and – Robert Williams is going to cut it in terms of the bigs that they'll have to deal with on the path to the finals. So uh, I kind of hope Danny Ainge does something with the short player exemption he has and all the assets we have throughout the years that just end up turning into Carson Edwards. But other than that, I love watching Jalen Romeo Langford play. Yeah. Uh, Romeo Langford, big in the Celtics. Big in the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Every all, trade dude, package. No, no. Everyone on like the Celtics subreddit, it's like, you know, hopefully Romeo Langford can develop into something huge. I'm like, he hasn't even played. Like he showed up. He showed up in the bubble. He played like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even garbage time. I'm pretty sure he actually played like actual minutes, and he got hurt. Like, what is he there for? Just like ship mm-hmm. him off. Every trade, of every trade that Bill Simmons makes involving the Celtics, he he includes Romeo Langford because well, he's like the most promising Williams. young player on the roster, other than like Grant Williams. And what about Grant the time, it's just like annoying the time lord though yeah but like we need to keep him because like need to you know nick there is something encouraging though peyton pritchard has been a nice surprise he had a nice uh game winning shot uh offensive rebound against the heat the other night that was yeah um i don't know who else what other rookies are hitting game winning shots on the defending east champ so peyton pritchard for rookie of the year what kind of question is that that's Um, a stupid question it's, yeah, it's, a it's dumb the answer is it's only a delusional Celtics fan. It's something the answer is only Peyton Pritchard. That's an ESPN question right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd like to make still- this comment. Um, Brad Stevens is great at drawing up inbounds plays, but Jesus Christ, he sucks at managing rotations. Like it is a pain to watch some of the like uh, Carson Edwards and Grant Williams and Robert Williams play in like actual crunch time. Like, not crunch time, but, like, fourth quarter minutes. Like, we've been giving those rotations. And Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice are starting, even though they're the worst-rated defensive and offensive lineup, but like, with that two-big lineup, and they're still starting. Like, why Why do we just keep doing this? I don't know. I, I saw Kemba's cleared now. Yeah, he's cleared to practice, like, go full practice. He won't come back until February is my guess. Dr. Nick, huh? So, yeah. Nick – you think it's going to take him a full month of practice to get back? I think they're going to wait a full month because it's not like a – I'm pretty sure it's a degenerative knee issue, so you want to go easy on him. Degenerate like you. All right, back to our last podcast we did about a week and a half ago. We, we discussed we, we discussed some bold predictions, and one of, one of the members of this podcast called an, uh, a long-shot MVP prediction – for Paul George, and according to a, six, a Sixers fan account, they had him at the third in their rankings. 
So Nick, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a Sixers fan. It yeah, was, a, was, it was the, it was the Kia MVP. Like they're like oh, oh so it was just a retweet of that. All right, yeah. yeah. So are you excited? Are you excited for is Pandemic P? Like is he doing something this year? Listen, man, we're gonna have to wait and see. But uh, if he ends up even relatively close to that MVP voting, don't say I didn't tell you so. It's just uh, that, that that list also made no sense. Joel Embiid is averaging 25, 12, 3, 1, and 2 on the best team in the league right now, record-wise, and he's fourth. Steph Curry is averaging 32 points a game and carrying that Warriors team to a 500 record or maybe one game over, one game under. And yeah, why, why is Mickey Mouse? Yeah, well, Mickey Mouse, what? <laughs> that made no sense. Like, does he Ryan? We need to have a conversation before we move on to college football. Does LeBron have a legitimate ring? No, not a single one. Mark and I have done the this is gonna go big time research. Mark and I have done the big time research, done the analytics, we ran the numbers, and like should we like dedicate a a whole podcast to? Okay, yes. Before um before Nick leaves us next fall, we will do a deep dive. We're not gonna do it today, but we will do a deep dive on the 2012. 13, 16, and 20 NBA titles that are viewed in the eyes of many intellectuals in the NBA community as fraudulent. LeBron should not be able to count four rings on his finger. It should the, the count should stop at zero. He should not be able to count one ring on his finger. <laughs> I hope no one hears this. <laughs> this is true. Do you disagree? I don't know. We can no, this is for another episode, but um there will be a Dedicated episodes. Of this, it will I, be. I assure don't, you. Don't fret. Um, don't. <laughs> Nick, uh, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. Another thing that I pointed out um, last podcast was uh, I would like to crown myself as the founder of the Free Bradley Beal movement and agenda. And as we are recording saying, this podcast, I've been saying that for years, my man. No, no, it's me. It's me. They heard me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right before we started filming this podcast, he wrapped up his game against the Celtics, in which he scored uh, 41 points on pretty over 50% shooting, and they lost. Another disappointing fourth quarter, though. He had 37 going into the fourth. He only had 41? Well, it can only do so much. He had, 50, he had 57 going into the fourth against us. And he like ended 60. with 61. Yeah. Is oh, Russell Mr. Westbrook. Mr. Four points in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook in um, 33 minutes of play time had 12 points on four of 16 shooting, eight assists, and seven over. So I think it's time we get uh, Bradley Beal out of Washington. And Russell get Westbrook's not a top 10 point guard in the league. Not, not a top 10 point guard in the league. That's an interesting debate. What is he, he really fell game? off? I don't. I don't know. Why did the Wizards do that? That really didn't make sense. To well, me John Wall, before. you don't know what he, you didn't know what he was going to do coming back. You didn't know what he was going to do, but you at least give him a chance. I think. But maybe I think apparently there was like I read in uh, SI there was like some disrespect where they were like, "Yeah, this is Brad Beal's team. This isn't your yeah, team." Bradley Beal and uh Russell, uh Bradley Beal and sorry John Wall, I haven't really had the greatest relationship. It's always been really on and off. So, yeah. Maybe- Maybe that was that from your sources, Nick? No, it's a pretty well documented thing. Oh, what can we get a link or a source? I mean, I read in I read in the article how Bradley Beal visited John Wall's mom when she had cancer in the hospital. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was, bad relationship though. I'm not saying it was Where'd like all that? bad. It could be, it could have been on and off. That could have been yeah. That's what I, that's what I said. That's it was fair, on, on and off relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's also just like a good thing to do. Like you're, you're. He's like your co-star. Like he's, he's a good guy. Good guy, Brad Beal. I'd rather have. Beal. I'd rather have Tomas Sadoransky than Jalen Brown or Tatum. I know that's this a little is, bit off topic, but um, to worry about um, beating the Nets without Kyrie and. That's Durant. stupid, dude. They were a playoff team last year. It's so dumb. I mean, we didn't play well. I'm not saying we like should have won, but like you know, and East was... wasn't particularly strong last year. Yeah, we had the Wizards without Bradley Beal. I mean, Bradley Beal played most of the season. That got them there, but without someone like John Wall or Russell Westbrook, like that got into the bubble for a play the, to compete for a playoff spot. So yeah, but they didn't make the playoffs. So that's a irrelevant point. Next, one thing I predicted or I said was that the Suns team is could you know really be a good team. 
the number one team in the West right now. At least I think they lost tonight, so I don't know how that shapes up the West. But yeah, all right, you can go now. All right, we'll be right back. Today's sponsor on the Student Section Podcast is Satriali's Deli and Meats. Satriali Deli and Meats is the premier place to get your cold cuts and sandwiches. Their meats are so great, in fact, that they are used by popular New Jersey restaurant Vesuvio's. If you're ever in North Jersey, stop by for great food and stick around for the fun crew that hangs around the wonderful suburban New Jersey area. Thanks again to Satriali's for sponsoring this podcast. All right, welcome back to episode three of the student section. For our last segment, we're going to be discussing uh, our reactions to the New Year's Six Bowl games, specifically the playoff games of Notre Dame, Alabama, and Clemson, Ohio State. And we're also going to be talking about the national championship coming up in a few days uh, with uh, Alabama and Ohio State. Um, Nick, in terms of the New Year's Six, what was your favorite moment? Favorite moment or favorite game? Like, what were you going with? Either one. Uh, my favorite game up until the the end of it was um, the UNC Texas A and M game. That was on track to be one of the uh, one of the better games in recent memory with the both teams going back and forth. Um, I'm disappointed that personally personally disappointed that Sam Howell couldn't pull through, but they're already going into that game shorthanded against what a lot of people think should have been a playoff team. And I think that game proves that Texas A&M wasn't a playoff team. Although a lot of people think it does for some reason. UNC, no yeah. UNC was without like their top two running backs, their top receiver, a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of other players. I think they were just, they were shorthanded and going into full strength Texas A&M team, although their running back got hurt, like in the fourth quarter, so, 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 um, yeah, I don't think that proved anything in terms of Texas A&M's strength. And I think Kyle Mond is really underwhelming as a quarterback, but I, I think uh, North Carolina has some uh, big expectations next year. So I'm excited to watch them. Ryan, what was your favorite game? Definitely not the, not the, the Rose Bowl that was not at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was at that crappy stadium. That, oh, my God. Don't get me started. The only negative thing that Jerry Jones has ever done in his career. Um, um, other than fire Jason Garrett. <laughs> um, the, the, the game I was mo- – um, It was actually I, tough. I, I have my answer. My yeah, answer was the Sugar Bowl. I thought it was great to see Trevor Lawrence struggle. People are touting him like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Justin Fields absolutely balled out. Um, it was just a sight to see. I really enjoyed watching them. Um, Dabo shouldn't have been so confident. He was like, yo, only six games. The tape will be easy, yo. I mean, he wasn't like, wrong. There's not a lot of tape to study. <laughs> I guess. But it's just like, is that the attitude you want to have? I think he, he should have known better. Um, Sermon was absolutely great. Um, over 190 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm excited for the championship game. You know, I think Ohio State can put up a fight and I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, uh, I like everyone's like crucifying Trevor Lawrence. But I think that's kind of unjust considering they came into the game without their offensive coordinator. They came into their game without their offensive coordinator. So I think it's kind of unfair to put so much blame on Lawrence. I think he sucks. I don't think he sucks, but it's just like, let's Fourth let's calm down a little bit, all right? Nah, third best quarterback in the class. Ryan, what was your favorite game? Same um, one? Yeah, probably that. Or I liked that one. I liked the AM UNC game until afterwards because afterwards people were acting like it was like one of the greatest games played, which was stupid. Like Jimbo was like, that was one of the best uh, orange balls we've ever seen. I mean, if you don't think this thing was a college football playoff thing, then I don't know what you're saying. And I just thought that was pretty stupid. Um, and then I, I also liked the Georgia game. I think that was fun. Shows that the AAC continues to suck. Shut um, up. It does. What, who do they play? No one except ass teams in their own conference. Um, they almost beat Georgia. Who's a Georgia really sucks. Beat. Oh, they're not. They're, they're, Georgia. They? Be, dude. No. They were playing with Stetson Bennett for the majority of the year. He's garbage. JT Daniels is an actual competent quarterback who can make that team good. I don't good. care. They still suck. That team sucks. 
Um, yeah, I, I also enjoyed the – but back to what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. Um, my favorite game um, so far – or uh, not so far – of the New Year's Six games was definitely the Ohio State-Clemson game because I love watching Trevor Lawrence suck because I'm not a Trevor Lawrence guy. I'm a, Tra- I'm a Justin Fields guy and a, and a Zach Wilson guy. And I think that both of them are better than Lawrence. Um, I think going it. into that night, it was Lawrence versus Fields were like equal. Um, but then I think that that put Fields over Lawrence personally. All right. So I just wanted to revisit our picks from uh, last podcast because we predicted all these games. So for the Cotton Bowl, I'm sure after you guys watched the first quarter of this game, you were already regretting your picks because you guys both had Florida. I had Oklahoma. So to be I fair, got, to be fair, yeah. we had we had yeah before we didn't. Tony was out. And I still don't think that looking back on it, I don't think they would have won with Tony Pitts and I think a couple others. But we knew Pitts though. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that. I think I did mention Pitts. Yeah, and then for Georgia, we all picked that correctly. Bama, we all picked correctly. Clemson, we all picked incorrectly. Um, Oof. But I was I was glad to see like an upset. You know, I thought that was that was fun to watch. By the sure. way, where's where's the slander that? Clemson should not be in the playoff. I don't see that. They lost by more than we did, but whatever. So that's so dumb. I think it's, How? it's how's it dumb? How's it dumb? Who's better, Bama or Ohio State? Dude, Nick. Who's better? Notre Dame has been power bombed every who's, time they who, showed up to a who's big. Who's better? Game. Who's better? Alabama. I we last gotta two see games. Last two games, Clemson has gotten Monday. killed in big games. Dude, they, the la- the second to last against LSU was like the greatest college team of I all time. I don't care. I don't care. But Ryan, are you saying Notre that they Dame, don't Dame deserve lost by like a hundred? I think it's stupid. No, I think Clemson, of course, should be in the playoff. I think that you shouldn't. People saying, oh, you like, mean slander, as in like they get treated a lot differently than Notre yes. Dame? I mean, it's because they won the national championship should... two years ago. Yeah, that's one national care. championship you, you two can't years come out. ago. You've, they've also um, got got killed this game by more than we did, and people were acting like this game proves that we should not play in the playoff ever again. And then they got killed by LSU last year. I understand it was one of the Killed? best teams of all time. I, I was what two scores? Yeah, I mean it was like seventeen, but it wasn't like thrashing. It's, again, more than Notre Dame lost by the. Uh, this but does it really matter like what the point totals are? Like, and what do you, I, what do you I felt like Clemson was in the game longer than Notre Dame was. I thought Notre Dame was. No way. It wasn't going to halftime. Going, going to halftime, there was a question whether we could, you know, shorten the gap at least, or maybe even. Come back. Yeah, but the thing book, is, whenever like, booked out a terrible pick, I don't remember when it was. Yeah, but the we thing is, Notre Dame's Notre Dame's like Notre Dame's playing just to not lose by a lot of points. Like no matter what the game is, you can always think like they're gonna win. What, dude? Going in a half, coming out of halftime at that game, you you genuinely could believe that uh, Clemson could pull that one out. They <laughs> no. they put together a good drive, they put together a good opening drive at that at half, but then uh, Fields put the dagger in them with like a fifty yard. Uh, touchdown pass on the next drive, which just sealed the game. Pretty much kept it three scores. But I didn't. I, I mean, I, 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 mean, I at think least that, they were winning at some point. They were up seven zero. Like I don't know. It wasn't like out of the question at that point. In, in fact, you were yeah, probably and they, were, they were. Weren't they up in the national championship at one point last year? Last season, I don't. I don't know exactly. That's stupid. I will find it. Seven zeros. Dumb. Okay, but it's like Notre Dame had a three and out or something. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying we should have beat Bama, but I'm saying that we we score wise became closer to beating Bama than they did Ohio State. So moving forward, um, who do you guys like in the championship game? Um, this is honestly a lot harder of a decision than I kind of expected it to be. Um. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm going to go with Bama, considering that Hasn't Ohio State had some COVID complications within their program. So yes, I don't know and there have been some allegations from, I think, Nick Saban's daughter that they're, like, purposely, like, saying some – I obviously don't buy that, whatever, but it's it's been floated. I hate Nick Saban. Why? Do you have, like, prick. some predictions for Nick Saban? Uh, I don't know. He's old. He's got to retire at some point. Yeah, I don't know. This might be his, his last chance at a chip, you know? It's not like you're in this game every year. Yeah. I think they are. I mean, they are. Never mind. <laughs> well, not last like, year, though. Fun fun hypotheticals before we all pick. Like, if Saban, you know, he's going to retire, I, I'd assume in the next five years, right? 
Who replaces yeah. him, you think? I don't know. Like, you have no one, no clue, Nick? I mean, we brought up in a personal discussion, like the Iowa State coach. I doubt it. Yeah, it's I don't, pretty I low can't. profile, I would think. It would be a. Well, I mean, so my guess is it would be someone in in the with from within. It wouldn't really like, who. I don't know. I'm not. I think Kiffin. That's what I think would be most likely. Um, maybe like I would think like the like the Bills' offensive coordinator, who is probably going to get coach a head coaching job this off season. He was the offensive coordinator for Bama for one of their. I, I think for a national championship team. Definitely for like one of these late two thousand tens teams. Maybe maybe him if he doesn't get a head coaching job this year and or any time before Saban eventually retires. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't see them picking someone that has not had any experience with that program just because of how historic it is and the shoes they have to fill replacing Saban. I don't think they feel comfortable picking anyone that's like not been close to the program. I was look I was looking at odds, um, and the highest odds are Dabo because he went there. Which was Yeah, he's not leaving Clemson. I disagree with that. I mean if Sab if Saban can if Saban retires then Dabo Dabo has a chance to build his own little Alabama dynasty at Clemson. So he's got a perfect situation there. College, uh, I I was gonna, you know, I, I could go on a rant about how bad college football is right now. Like the whole yeah, it's game. terrible. Uh, I just like if you just look at back like back in like the '90s and stuff, like you can see like these runs are like happen all the time in college football, but it's like four or five year runs, never like. Eight years. I mean, the college football playoff arguably made runs. it worse. Said Alabama. It shouldn't, though. That's the thing. Really yeah, I mean, shouldn't. it was like they, people made it so, like, oh, like a team like TCU or Boise State or something like that, TCU back in the early 2010s, would get that spot to compete with the fourth seed and compete with the best teams. But instead, we just got more Power Five teams, and Notre Dame doesn't isn't a conference. And then now that it's a playoff format, the best players want to play in the most in the most number of like big games so that like what's stopping them from just going to Alabama and getting to play in the playoff every year I, I think that the biggest problem is the fact that like the decline of importance that bowl games have played like no one cares about these New like, Year's the Six bowl. yeah like the New Year's Six Bowl I mean, you just look at the Florida game you see how many guys they had sitting out um I, I don't think they would have won as you said Nick but um I mean, it was big for them to be missing Tony and Pitts. I mean, that, that those are the two best players on offense other than Trask. Um, that's a big, big miss. And same with UNC missing uh, De'Ami Brown and Javante Will or Javante Williams and Michael Carter. We're all probably going to go to the draft this year. Um, I feel like it was never like that before because of the importance that bowl games had um, prior to the BCS or um, the playoff. But um, back to the national championship. Sorry, that was a rant. But um, I I think that Bama will probably win. No, I'll go Ohio State because of the Heisman, the Heisman curse. Where like uh, every single time um, a guy wins a Heisman, they like always suck in their bowl game or national championship or whatever. Um, that didn't happen last year. It's because the Heisman was after the um. National championship, correct? No, wasn't no, no. Don't think so. Uh, well, prior to the playoff, I know for a fact that prior to the playoff, it was a thing, because like, uh, like the last one, I uh, so maybe not. I guess if it's taken a a bit of a hiatus, then like Jameis was like he had the Heisman curse. Remember, he had like oh he won, didn't he? Um, I'm looking. Oh, it was the Mariota year. Yeah, yeah Mariota lost. Derrick Henry won. Lamar lost. I mean, he didn't even make it. Uh, Baker lost. Kyler lost. It's not a curse, at least recently. It is like a all time thing. Maybe I guess. Maybe I mean, not Cam recently. Newton won. It's a thing. I don't know. I'm telling you, you can look it up. Oh, okay, but it's not. Uh, it has faded away. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, this is exactly the batting curse. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go with Bama. Yeah, come back to us. So for the I'll championship. Um, Alabama's favored by eight points. Um, the game is in Miami. 
I think Ohio State would be um, the, the first national champion since the 40s with only eight wins. So it would certainly look weird as like a, a lot of the recent champions are 14 and 1, 15 and 0. Um, so that's very interesting. Uh, uh, I think Field steps up and I like Ohio State. Um, I just looked up the Heisman curse. It says the curse supposes that any college football player wins the Heisman plays on a team that will likely lose its subsequent poll game. So it's not crazy. Is that like substantiated or like a, is it like a legend? Including players like Matt Lyon. Um, uh, wait, this is, that's not the same thing. Oh yeah. Did Liner get the Heisman over? Um, no, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking right We don't now. need to go into to the – Nick, uh, just give us your pick, and then we can wrap this up. I'm picking Bama and to cover. Yeah, I'm picking, um, obviously, Ohio State. Ryan's Ohio State. And no, that'll no, do Bama, it for – Bama and Ohio State to cover. I switched it. So, Bama – okay, so you just like Ohio State. Um, Ohio State's going to lose, but Bama will – wait, what? Explain yourself. Bama will win. Ohio State will cover. Okay. Okay. So it'll be plus seven. So it'll be like a close, a close game. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm just hoping for another thrilling game. Um, we don't always get them. There have been blowouts in the past, so hopefully, hopefully it's competitive. Um, all right, so that'll do it for episode three of the Student Section Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.